Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. You know what? I am always glad that you guys join us. And you know what? I am so grateful sometimes when people will come to me and say, hey, I listen to your radio show, you know, and and uh, I'm particularly glad when they don't stone me or anything because of the radio show. But no, I am grateful and not because of pride or anything like that, but I love the Union Gospel Mission. I love Christ first above all things, above all family, above my life, above all things. But the bottom line is that Jesus Christ brought me to that mission, and it's a mission that I care greatly about. Mm. I was there through the pandemic, as you guys know. Uh, my wife went home to be with the Lord, but uh, regardless of all those things, God has set my feet at that place until he decides to remove me, and when he does, I will go with, with gladness that he has something else for me. And if, he re- if I remain there until I am... Uh, till I go home with the Lord, uh, that is great. Paul said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And I think that people often forget that Paul wasn't saying, well, if I live, you know, uh, it's Christ and I can go vacation somewhere. No, what Paul was saying was that for him to live meant that he could do the work of God, continue the work that he had for him. And what that meant to Paul was he was going to be stoned, he was going to be beaten, he was going to be uh, uh, spat upon, he lowered over walls, all the things that would happen for Paul. I heard many times over the course of the years people say that Paul would go into town and hunt down the jail the very first thing because he wanted to find out where he was going to spend the night. Uh, Paul... And I, I, I would pray that you and I could be in a, a prison cell and be able to do as Paul did and start to sing. You know, Paul and Silas singing to the Lord, the, the gratitude of the heart, the, the love they have. And so Pastor Schroeder here is, is the pastor of Redeemer, Redeem, <laughs> Redeemer Bible Church, or whatever you want to call it, because apparently I can't say it. It's all right. It's all right. It's it's a, you know it's one of those say ten times fast as my kids say and yeah at some point you're gonna get it confused anyway. Yeah, it's like shoulder surgery. Yeah, there you go. You can't do it. Yeah. But the bottom line is, uh, he is a dear brother in Christ, and more importantly than all those things, he's a faithful brother in Christ. Now, don't misunderstand. He's not a perfect man, nor am I. Or and I've never met one of those. There's only be one, been one. And if you can reach sinless perfection, as some teach then you would get to go up to heaven and tell Jesus to move over because there's two of you. So here's what my take on that. It's never going to happen. Yeah. So not don't until, Not until you see him, right? When you see him, you'll be like him, right? You'll yeah. see him as he is. You're yeah. like, until that day, yeah. this thing called the flesh is still kicking its kicking around on us. Yeah, so Justin, you have a pretty long relationship with the mission. You have a pretty intimate relationship with them now. There's a couple of the guys that work with me out there that yeah. are, that go to your church. Yeah. And my church stole a few of your employees. So, you know, we just go back and forth. Yeah, I wanted to talk <laughs> to you about that. 
Uh, no, as a matter of fact, just so you know, Joanne did send me a thing, and she sent me, and I've got a picture of Nathan. So, oh you know, yeah, yeah, who goes uh, to? I forgot Grace the, Bible Church. Grace Bible Fair Church. Oaks, yeah, yeah, that's the church that uh, Delino, one of the people that mm-hmm. is an outside yep. consultant, comes from. Yeah, and she is a also a biblical counselor, and she's helping us with the women. Yeah, and trying to set up a program, kind of like the mission. Oh, a little she's, smaller, yeah, but she's terrific. <coughs> so, uh, so yes, I I forgive you for Joanne. That's okay. I think. Yeah, no, that's all right. Joanne worked for us, and Joanne is a lovely young woman. Uh, she is, and by lovely, I mean in a Christ honoring yeah. way. Amen. She is, of course, lovely physically, but more importantly than any of that, she's got a sweet spirit yeah. to Amen. the Lord. And uh, I texted her back, and I said, you know what? You get, you're a special young lady, and I know God, you know, has graced you, and I am convinced that this Nathan must be a, a wonderful young yeah, man as he well. Is. He is. So, yep. are you doing the wedding, or are they yeah, doing... I think so. Yeah, we're we're spending a lot of time with them, and they're great. Ah, so. uh, good, good, yep. good. So, at any rate, uh, you were out not long ago at the mission when we had kind of a meltdown with one of the guys out there. Yeah. So. People often think that the mission just, you know, we preach a message, we do these things, and it goes along pretty smoothly. What's your take on that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I, I think um, the mission is uniquely used by God to fight spiritual battles. Amen. Um, you know, we there's a real devil, as we say, real in our devil. church. There's a real devil. There's a real enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Paul speaks a lot, uh, Paul, I mean, throughout the Bible, but Pauline theology to the Christian is, is very clear. Resist the devil, put on the armor of God to withstand the wiles of the devil. Yep. There's a real devil and he's not rolling over and playing dead. No. Um, when the gospel's preached, I believe the devil goes on steroids. Oh yeah. He, he comes after, he comes after the, yeah. he comes after gospel work. Amen. And the Always. nature of the nature of the mission is you know, uh, it reminds me of Jude 24. Some are saved as though by fire. Oh, yeah. It's like hell is licking their toes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the mission is calling men and women, but mostly men, out of darkness into the light of Christ. And Satan's not rolling over and playing dead. Um, and so I think there are times where um, there are things that you see at the mission um, where it is what I would consider true spiritual warfare. Oh, yeah. The gospel's being preached. And uh, the devil is uh, is is alive and well, and fighting for the souls of men. So, like that particular day, right? One of the chaplains oh. is preaching the gospel, literally in a counseling session, preaching the gospel. Mm-hmm. And this man gets in voices and starts calling the chaplain to repent, the chaplain to stop. That's that's devilish behavior as yeah, we study is. the scriptures, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, you, you just saw this man really just come under a a a even an. Um, an otherworldly power, if you will, yeah. um, where he had given himself over to years of sin. And um, and the gospel can break through because the gospel is the power of God to salvation yeah. to everyone who believes. That's right. Um, but, you know, I think back to when you storm the gates of hell, Satan <laughs> doesn't go away quietly. No. He's not going to roll over, as you said, and play dead. Uh, we know that, that they're truly—and that's one of the—the the devil would love for us to either— believe in so so much in him that we worship him or that we wouldn't believe he exists at yeah. all. Yep. And unfortunately in modern evangelical society so many times 
we have put the devil in the role of just uh, our own bad natures. Mm-hmm. And we forget that, as to your point, that he is a real person. He is bent on the destruction of the church. He would do anything to do it. But we also can't be so afraid of him because we believe that he's the devil. we got to be afraid of him because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And I was there that day with you. We prayed outside, a a bunch of us, as they took him away. But it was an incredible thing. We have three guys trying to hold this guy, just not down, just trying to keep him from lashing out. Yeah, yeah. He is speaking and strong and I mean physically strong. He wasn't a big man. And actually quite a tiny man. Yeah. And and his voice distorted, his face twisted. Uh so whenever you think that the battle's not real, maybe you should spend a little time. We have people run up and down the street naked. We have people that will defecate on the street because their humanity is at the lowest level it can yeah. it can get yeah. right? So, yeah. but, uh, I, but I appreciate you know, Pastor Tim. I just want to circle back. You said something about because I think one of the confusions in evangelical Christianity today is, like you said, we either ignore the devil or we make too much of the devil. Yep. And I just I love the scriptures because it's so clear Christ won. Yeah. You know, Colossians it is chapter, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Colossians chapter two comes to mind where it says, you know, Christ he cancels the record of debt. That stood against us with its legal demands. He set it aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them. You know, and that's where the gospel's the power of God. We preach Christ Amen. and Him crucified, and Christ sets the captives free. He does right, so we don't have to get into these shenanigans of no. deliverance ministries no. and casting no. out. No, no, we just preach the gospel. That's right. We preach Christ. And Christ does a mighty work. The power is in Christ, not me. Um, and I love that about you, you, you in gospel, even your the, the the programs for in the evenings for the guests, but also mm-hmm. the the nine and ten month program. It's just so centered on we bring Christ in His Word because that's what transforms lives, right? Yeah. It's a transformation by the power of the Spirit through the Word of God. And even as you mentioned at the end of the last uh, you know episode. Even the commitment to biblical soul care, biblical counseling, yes. it's because the power and the sufficiency is all in the Word of God. Amen. And that's what actually transforms. I mean, we, we are transformed. Paul yes. said, renew your mind, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, wow, this, this man who was enslaved to sin, truly, I mean, if Paul would say in, in Romans, you're a slave of the devil. He's the one you obey. And now you see these men, slaves of Christ. Amen. Right? They're joyfully walking with Amen. God. Because their mind's been renewed. It wasn't a moment or an episode that all no. of a sudden, boom. They, no. It's like, no, it, it took time, and yet God's Word did that mighty work. Sure. That's why I've always said if you waltz down an aisle somewhere and said a few words with somebody, no matter how well-meaning they might be, if you walked out of that church unchanged, you didn't really come to Christ. What you said is so true. Over the course of the last year— we have sought to change our program completely to a biblically, uh, not just biblically based, not just biblically centered, but everything in it to be from the Word of God. Because as you pointed out, we know that the Bible is sufficient for everything, everything we need, every bit of counseling we do. 
The problem is that pastors abrogated their responsibility years ago to counsel people from the book. That doesn't mean that you could just pick up the Bible and start counseling people. You need to have biblically yep. trained, pathetic yep. counselors or biblical counselors yep. that know the Word of God. We no longer have a 12-step program. Ours is completely based everything on the Scripture. I have brought in the men, as I, I told you, and I wasn't really kidding when I said that my claim to fame is that I'm able to hire people smarter than me. Amen. And so I brought, <laughs> well, you know, it's true. You should. I, yeah. I, I brought people in that could write the programs that I so desperately wanted for years. Yeah. Yep. And these, uh, you know, Jeremy, who I put in, in charges uh, of the chaplains, we have more chaplains than we've ever had before. And they have worked diligently to build this program so that there will be no other program like it. We want it to be all over. Yeah. Uh, but it's to your point. Why do we go to all this effort, all this expense that we're trying to do? Because we don't want just we don't want you yeah. to send us your money yeah. because we help the homeless out there. We want to build this not to supplant the church. We're not trying to usurp the local church. As a matter of fact, we want to work with the church. But we are we're not a church but we're an arm of the church. Amen. Yeah, amen. And I've actually, I mean, I'm a visionary thinker, but I've talked to some of the chaplains at UGM, and I think what you're doing is actually going to be so fruitful that God's going to allow UGM to really use this um, to strengthen other ministries of like faith, honestly. Because yeah. there's not there's not a lot of ministries in the entire country that are saying we're, our commitment <laughs> is to uh, use Scripture and Scripture alone to help men become free of addiction, transformed by the renewing of their mind, and right. actually not just not just go back into society, but be godly men in their homes, in society, in the local church. That's unheard of, right? And it really yeah. goes back to what you mentioned a minute ago of, do we really believe the powers in the Word of God? I mean, 2 Peter 1.3 is just one of those verses that blows my mind. Um, it says, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. Yes. And I love that. His divine power, God's power, granted to us not some things, all things yeah. for life and godliness. And if you study the context of First and Second Peter, he's clearly referring to the Word of God. Amen. That we don't need to come up with something new and fresh. Like, no, he gave <laughs> yeah. it to us. Mm -hmm. Now we got to do the work of digging into it, like you said, to actually be uh, to do biblical soul care, as we like to call it. And it takes work. Right. It takes work. You you know you can apply the, the the right words in the wrong moment. It's the wrong wisdom. You know, and you need to know the word. You need to know when to apply it rightly. Um, but it is the power of God. Um, and it is what changes lives. Yeah, and I can guarantee you, if you're a pastor out there and you're reading your Bible and you've come up with something new nobody else has ever seen in the Bible, then let me just clue you in, you're wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You need to do due diligence when studying the world. You need to be faithful on your knees in prayer to the Lord. We all make mistakes. We all do things that, that we look back and go, hmm. But one thing that I have never looked back and said we did wrong was seeking to change that mission into, I mean, don't misunderstand. The mission is seeing thousands of people come through, 
many of them walking in faith. Amen. We were, in my opinion, better than the other places around, but better isn't good enough. What we want it to be is all about God. Amen. But don't you think, Pastor Tim, I mean, I think it's, we can humbly acknowledge yeah. that God has us in a particular you know, period of, of his history mm. to serve him. Yeah. And, you know, I might say as a local church pastor, yeah, by God's grace, I want to see our church grow and be better for the glory of God. Amen. You know, to say that, you you know, as, as the director of, you know, Union Gospel, we just want to grow and even be better for the glory of God. That's Amen. actually a good desire. You I know? think so. You don't have to say, oh, they were doing it all wrong for years. No, no, no. Praise God. No, because just, I was there for amen, years, too. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> so, but we're always know. saying, Lord, how could we grow and do yes. better for the glory of God, yes. right? And so I think that's where, as God is just shaping his kingdom, his people, it's like, okay, praise God for what he has done, and here's some ways that we think we could even do better, right? Yes. I mean, and I've, I mean, I've just been, as an as a onlooker, I'm just seeing God's favor, to use that term from the Old Testament, God's favor with the, with the mission, as, you, as the mission is more and more committed to the word, it's like Amen. your nine-month program is filling up even more. Yeah, it's 10-month you know? now. 10-month, there we go. And then you're you're seeing more and more men actually transformed because it's the Word of God. They're, that's what they're getting. Hey, this is the Word of God. Like you said, it's, it's not so much about these 12 steps, even though some of those steps were right from the Word of God. It's about your mind being yeah. renewed by the Word of God. Amen. And all your chaplains are committed to that process. So as people are coming into the services in the evenings, maybe they're coming to Christ and they're saying, we really want help. Now you're saying, hey, now we have a 10-month program to actually help you even more. Yeah. And it's just, it's really, I mean, I, I love it that it's its nothing new under the sun, right? It's just, no, it isn't. It's just biblical discipleship That's right. applied to those who are in addiction. Yeah, one of my favorite guys, Jay Adams, who was really considered the father of the yeah. modern nuthetic yeah. or biblical counseling. Yeah. Uh, he, he is kind of, I kind of look at all the different organizations, ACBC or, or ICBD or whatever. There's different acronyms for them. But I always, I always kind of refer back to those little books I have by Jay yeah. Adams as uh, kind of that, that foundation, right? And again, not in your church, not in the mission are we doing it for pride, and really not, because I know that the chief end of man is to glorify God. Amen. And here's so important. We want these men not to walk out of there and so we can stamp success, and then 30 days later, 60 days later, a year later, he's, he's back on the crack pipe. To your point, how do you end homelessness? How do you end this wickedness out there? It's very simple. People come to Christ. Their lives are transformed. They are no longer a burden. They're no longer in the doorways and the doorsteps and in your face. They are now in the churches. They are now praising and serving God. And they are no longer a burden, but they're an asset to any place that they are at. Oh, yeah. Well, we have men in our church who are church members who came out of the UGM program. Yeah, And it's amazing when they interact with family and friends from the days gone by, because they're not just not addicts. No. They're born again, and they're actually walking with God, and they're marrying godly women, and they're raising godly families, and and the world can't comprehend that. They're like, what happened to you? Because you're you're not just, you didn't just clean up your addiction. No. And it's like, no, that, that, their addiction was just the way their sin showed itself. Their need 
was a to be born again, to have a new heart, yeah. to be renewed in their mind by the word of God. Yeah. And, and and then the Lord changes everything, right? And that's that's what we see. We're saying, yeah, that we're not just saying, oh, get off the streets. No, we're saying there's a God who changes you. That's right. Right? And if you're willing to submit to him, which is called repentance and faith, right? <laughs> yeah. And keep walking that life of repentance and faith, oh, man, you're just going to see just continual radical transformation. It's it's just classic 2 Corinthians 5. Yes, If you're in Christ, is. you're a new creation. New creation. The old's we... passed away. All's becoming new. We quoted to him all the time yeah. because uh, one of the guys, who I'm not going to mention any names, he's been on the show years ago, but uh, but to your point, had satanic-like tattoos on him, you know, and stuff, and now he is a man walking with God, married to a godly woman who came out of maybe of a, a difficult past as well. And the reality of it is, is since the time I got there, and this may offend some of you, I have never allowed the guys to say, hey, I'm John, I'm an alcoholic, or I'm a drug user, because my identity is not in what my sin was. My identity is in Christ. And so if you ask me, I would have to say, hi, I'm Tim. I'm a servant of the Most High God. I have been saved by the grace of God through faith and repentance. Yep. And that's what I want for these guys. I don't want to clean them up so they, they can go out there, get a job, be totally untransformed, and on their way to hell. Yeah. That's not the goal. No. No, it's not. It's not the goal. And, and I think that's one of the lies of so much of the counseling movement in the world today is the goal is just that they would stop a bad habit. Yeah. Now, in, in God's common grace— we do want people to live lives where they're actually decent and knowing, knowing joy in life. But ultimately, you know, I tell our church family, Satan doesn't care how he gets you to hell. He's just where he wants you. So if you go to hell looking professional through the doors of a church, Satan's happy. Yeah. If you go to hell because you're on a crack pipe on the street, Satan's happy. At the end of the day, there's a God of the Bible and there's a God of this world. That's right. And there's he wants us to be born again. Yeah, and, and to your point, you know, C.S. Lewis wrote in his book, you know, you have Wormwood and and uh, the other demon. And uh, he had said in a conversation with the two demons, and the senior demon says, no, 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 don't keep your client out of church. No, 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 no. Get him in a church where he thinks he's safe, yeah. thinks he's serving, Scary, but, but isn't. True. Yeah, yeah. That's where I want him. We think the devil wants you to go out and do bad things. No, whatever it takes, you can go out, be the best person in the world, and if you reject Christ, Satan's okay with that. You don't have to do bad things. He doesn't care. You know, that's a fallacy. Yeah. Well, it's like Christ, right? Lord, Lord, did we not do all these things in your name? Depart from me, I never knew you. That's right. One of some of the scariest verses in the Bible. Terrifying. God's actually after your heart, not just cleaning up your exterior shell, right? Yep, we're down to one minute, and to your point— you know, it's terrifying to say that they went out from us because they were never of us. Yeah. And there is no—we we see those verses and think, oh, if I fail, there's no hope for me. No, no. No. No, that's not it at all. They were never with them. Yep. They were truly never converted. They had never repented and believed, right? They were trusting in their performance, right. not the work of Christ. That's right. And so we're down to half a minute now. Uh, would you, in a few months, be willing to come back? Absolutely, on and talk to would me? love to. I love talking yeah, would to love you, to. Uh, Pastor. You, uh, 
the people that have come out of the mission and gone to your church are glad they're there. And yeah, praise God, Pastor Tim. So as always, my dear friends, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.